Hey, it's Megan here with Casenzo Media. I am the producer of this wonderful podcast, Fempreneur Marketing, and we are so happy to have you join us today. Host Lindsay Berry regularly runs Fempreneur Marketing School, and in this episode, they discuss all things relationships, relationships with clients, accountability partners, and ways to tackle your business goals. Listen in for some exciting information you can use for your own business as a Fempreneur. So we left off uh, last week talking about how marketing is this conversation. Um, but I just want to back it up a little bit. And I want to talk a little bit about the goals and the goal boards. So whether or not you actually have a goal board physically up big poster board up on a wall somewhere. Um, I know you've been writing down some goals because of the smash list homework. Um, great job on the smash list, by the way. Yeah, so if you don't mind just unmuting yourself and sharing a goal that you have or will write on your goal board and just how you're going to smash through the roadblocks type of a goal, and please unmute yourself and let us know. Who would like to go first, sharing some goals? I can go. Okay. Christine and I met, and I can really see where accountability partners make a big difference because it was very difficult for me. I've known for a long time I need to batch time. And that is number one on my smash list. So I shared pictures of the calendar that I found and having that deadline of, of having that filled in was really helpful. So I still sat down Sunday night after we'd met and could just feel the wall I needed to push through. And it felt better when I decided that I didn't have to fill the whole month. I fill a couple days and, and just push past my comfort zone. And I ended up doing the first week. So that is all filled out. And that was just amazing. And it's been going really well. Awesome. So batching time um, in a like physical paper, it's a paper calendar, isn't it? It is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice big one. Um, and following and I, it too, right? Like you were yeah, saying, the day you were looking at the laundry and then you're like, nope, that's later today kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, it was good. I, I'm getting as much done, but I'm more, I think probably more, but I'm just more focused and feel more productive, I think, because I'm feeling like I've finished something or really tackled something in a larger time frame than eight things in that same time frame and then eight things in this in a similar next hour and yeah. yeah good good for you that's great that's huge it is it's huge <laughs> two or two or three hour chunks of time dedicated to one thing like that you're right that's how you become so productive because when the phone rings or the text comes in or the laundry starts to look at you funny like you just you know that that's not happening right now i'm in this zone this zone <laughs> Yeah. Great. Cool. Congrats. Thank you. Anyone else? I can go. Okay. Um, my, um, my goal that um, Dina and I had uh, discussed first was uh, me um, sort of to figure out my, my branding, like who, what the name of the company is going to be, what the logo might look like. And so to do that, I'm going to come up with two or three really good ideas. 
and just sort of see like instead of just picking one thing and running with it like do three really good ideas to find out like what would really what really resonates with me and what really resonates with other people yeah and so I have a story about this I have to share so when I wrote my first book I put, I, I didn't know how to do anything that I'm teaching you guys right now. Like I knew, I knew nothing about marketing, about graphic design and Canva, about anything. And I was trying to figure out what to, you know, I, I knew I wanted to name my book 39 keys to money success for the 39 forever mom. So that was my first book. I slapped this book together really quickly. I had it, you know, idea to finished in nine months. My favorite color is orange, so I decided that the cover had to be orange. But long story short, that cover and two other variations of it I had designed by people that I found at Upwork.com. I don't know if you guys have heard of Upwork.com, but that's a great mm -hmm. freelancing website where you can hire people. Once you know all the things you're going to learn in marketing school, you can actually put your services on there and make some extra side money too. So I had these three book covers and I put this post on LinkedIn. And all I said was book cover A, B, or C. And that's it. And then the three images, which I put into one image with just like an A, B and a C above it. Went camping, like went off grid, had no cell service. So after I think like the, th the third day I was camping, we went up to a gas station that was like up above the river. And so I had cell service for a minute. I look at my phone. I'm like, holy shit. I had a thousand comments on this post. And it went up by a thousand a day for weeks. Like it ended up at over 200,000 likes and comments on it on LinkedIn. Like literally when I was doing my book signings in Indigo, people were coming into Indigo and they were looking at me and they're like, I've seen you on LinkedIn. Like it went viral. Like, so asking people for their opinion on your logo is brilliant. You should absolutely do it. And like literally put your three logos or your three business names side by side in Canva on an image and put it on social media and just ask people to comment below with their favorite. Like it's, it's, it's incredible how much people love to tell you what they what they like, but it's also really cool to get everybody's take on it, right? Like to get their favorite. So that's a little story for you about asking people for their opinion on your logo or your book cover or whatever you're doing. Super that's awesome. Idea. And it was actually Dina's idea to have three. Oh, but it good. Was really, yeah. Good. Yeah. The three is perfect. Yes. I have uh, yeah, I'm, I'm living proof that that is a great thing to do. Cool. Well, that's awesome. That's a, that's a huge goal. So as far as naming the company and picking a logo, are you doing some research into other companies similar to yours? Or are you looking at the different logos on Canva? Like, how are you doing that? I've looked a bit at what some of the other, like other names of, um, of companies that were similar to what I'm planning. And I'm also just sort of, I don't know, I'm just sort of sitting on it and thinking about it and, you know, thinking about what kind of a, a feel I want to convey in, in the message and the branding and just sort of, I guess, and maybe it's a little passive, but sort of hoping something will come to me. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. No. Yeah. And so people will have great ideas for you and yeah. Awesome. And I mean, once you put it out to the world that you're searching for this, you know, people will probably give you some great ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Good for you. Thanks for sharing that. Anyone else? Got some goal board stuff. I've got something I'll share. I, uh, I've been asked by many of the grads, I guess many probably being like six or seven out of a hundred, I guess, of you guys to create sort of a group health and dental and like group retirement savings, like kind of like what you would have if you had a job, like what you could get through the chamber of commerce. 
So I need to create this and I can, I have all the proper licensing and registrations and credentials to do it. It's just, I'm just like, it's one of those things where when you don't know how to do it, cause you've never done it before and it just feels like it's going to be so much work. So you just keep putting it off. So that's what I need to do. I need to set up the, the YYC Fempreneurs Group Benefits Plan, we'll call it. So now I've told people, now I have to do it. Anyone else? Okay, I will share mine. Okay. Um, okay, I have two. Okay. That I, I wanted to get done this week. One, because you told me so, <laughs> I need to write a, um, a blog. Well, I need to write it, yeah. So, and somehow I need to link that to my website. But it, like you said, because I've never done this, so it, it feels to me that it's a huge uh, work in front of me that I, yeah. So I need to cross that barrier. And okay. the other thing is uh, my other goal for this week, it's not related to me, but I, I want, well, I'm supposed to review Nora's uh, ebook. So that's one thing that I want to do by the end of the week and give her some feedback. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. I had a look at the, we had a look at it together. Yes. Yesterday, right, Nora? Yeah. It's really, really good. And um, I taught her some of my nerdy Canva things. So I think she's right on a roll with that now. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's a really great ebook. Good job, Nora. Yeah. So writing the one blog post, one of the things that we're going to be talking about through is storytelling, which you did yesterday. Alini. So your first blog post should literally be you sitting down with your computer in front of you, listening to yourself, talk to me and just put that down and just type it up. Okay. Type so it it's up. easy. It's not so hard. So easy. Your first blog post is literally just you transcribing that interview we did yesterday. Yeah. Okay. okay. I feel better. Good. Awesome. Okay. Perfect. Nora, do you want to add anything to the, the list here? You good. <laughs> I think my uh, biggest goal this week is to, to uh, launch the ebook. That's it for this week. <laughs> what does that What does that mean? Like in your mind, like what are the steps there? So I need to finish the landing page, Perfect. and I need to. I have an Instagram post made. I just need to post it. Post it's about it on <laughs> yeah. Post about it on Instagram. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Change that link in your bio to yeah. All those little things we talked about. Perfect. Yeah. So this is another thing that, that you all went over in the recording, that session one recording, and then um, hopefully you've shared some of these answers with your partner already. But I'm just curious to know, when you think of your definition of business success, you know, philanthropically, financially, um, just that picture of business success for you, what's holding you back from that? For me, I think it's time. Because my kids are little and I they are my priority and I really don't want to um, leave them with someone else for eight hours a day while I work on my business. So I'm trying to do what I can with the time that I have. So this is uh, definitely a roadblock for anyone with really little kids, for sure. They are important and they need our time and batching, you know, a couple, three hours a day, that one, two, three hour a day time chunk is probably possible. But like you said, getting a full eight hour day in is not necessarily possible at least not every day, right? So especially without grandma and grandpa around or people like that. So yeah, no, I hear you on that. Thanks for sharing that. Anyone else? I have a list and 
It's interesting. I made this after that very first week that mm -hmm. I sat in on. It's things like a community to grow in with support and to support consistency, conflicting multi-passions and time management. And already I've tackled those head on. Yeah. There's this community that I can support and be supported. I've narrowed down my multi-passions and kind of got a handle on those. And I've tackled the time management. So I'm, I feel like I'm on my way to breaking through those. I like that. I'm on my way to breaking through those because I was just going to say, you said the word consistency. So really consistent, like a lack of consistency would be the only thing holding you back. You already know what you need to do. So that's awesome. So as long well, as you consistently do those things, right? Yeah, I knew some of it, but I'm just like literally vibrating with excitement after our um, meeting yesterday and all the other things that I can incorporate and learn as I build out what I'm trying to do. Happy to hear it. <laughs> yeah. And like consistency is key. Like, Oh man, like sometimes we get confused. I think we confuse self-sabotage with self-love. Sometimes we think, Oh, if I take this day off or if I move my time blocks around to accommodate my friend who just called me, we're, we're, we're being a better friend or we're, we're loving ourselves by being flexible. But I, I would caution you to really watch that because I do see a lot of people that confuse self-sabotage with self-care and self-love. And, and this is, this is what happens is we're not, we're not achieving our definition of success by allowing other things to come into our batch or time blocks or whatever you want to call it, right? That structure, those boundaries so I love that you're on a roll with it, but I'm just going to caution you that you're going to have to protect those time blocks like they're your newborn baby or people and even your own mind will think, oh, I can take a day off. I've been so good. And right. We all know how the consistency goes out the window if we do that just once. Right. So I'm happy to happy to be an accountability partner for that because <laughs> I've been there for sure. Um, yeah. Awesome work, by the way, on all the things you're crushing. Um, is anyone feeling like there's something big really just holding them back from getting going? Mine is, um, is fear and self-doubt. Just mostly, you know, asking myself sort of, who am I to think that I could do this? And, right. you know, fear of failure and... Fear of failure. Um, I, a lot of the other girls have caused, called it imposter syndrome. Is that maybe a... You heard that term before? Yeah, I have. I, I have heard that. Yeah. Is that maybe Absolutely. what you're kind of getting a little bit of there with the whole, who am I to step out into the world and say, I'm an entrepreneur and I'm going to have yeah. a business and yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Do I really have what it takes? Yeah. Am I good enough? For yeah. That? Yeah, absolutely. Is it more than I can handle? Um, you know, so really shutting those, shutting those voices, shutting that part of your brain off, which is, I mean, a big part of that is just being around other women who are fighting through that and filling those, filling that part of their brain with the uplifting, encouraging stuff. Like, are you listening to like a podcast episode a day? Like when you're doing laundry dishes, walking the dog? I'm not. I, um, I do listen to um, a couple of podcasts occasionally, but I don't do it consistently. Um, okay. I do um, 
I do have a little set of affirmation cards that I look at every day just to like get myself going in the morning, just like you've got this kind of thing, motivation. But when it comes to the business, I still sometimes have that like, I don't know if this is too much. I don't know if I can do this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, But other times I'm excited. So it's. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, we all, we all have those moments where we're like kind of overwhelmed with our massive to-do list. I would encourage you, however, to, to dial into a podcast today, make that part of your, your consistency and part of your goal of fueling your brain with, because reading cards, I'm not saying that's not a good thing to do, but when you Mm -hmm. plug in an, an episode of podcast with like two human beings that you've never even met and you feel like they're talking to you, you're like, Oh my God, I need to hear that. Like that's powerful. And it changes and rewires your brain in a way that reading cards in our own voices can't like, you know, our own voices telling us things, things can't do that as well as I find these other voices. And when their stories are so much like yours and you hear how they struggled and then how they handled it, it's like, Oh wow, I can do that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like Hugh Jackman was nervous to go on the Tim Ferriss podcast. He thought he didn't have anything to share with people. Hugh King Jackman, like he was doubting himself. Like what? Yeah. It's human nature, I think. Yeah, definitely. So, so just feeling like you're normal for having fear and self-doubt, but also knowing that the fear and self-doubt has no power over you, right? Like it just doesn't unless you let it and a great way in in my life has been to combat that fear and self-doubt with podcasts listening to people who fought through it and uh hearing how they did that so mm-hmm. definitely the tim ferris show there's so many great episodes the last few um probably the last like five i've listened to probably the last 10 i've been on a roll lately they're really good and then uh pat flynn's smart passive income podcast he just interviewed a woman who started um a podcast over in Australia using his platform. He has a podcasting course and platform. She took his course like three, four years ago and started this um, birthing stories or Australian birthing stories. I think it's called. And literally women just talk about their, their birth stories of how they, their babies were born into this world and all these different things. And she's got like millions of downloads and this massive business now just because she just, and she, she does it all in her car. She creates the episodes in her car. She does it like, cause she has little kids. So she has to get out of the house. She doesn't have an office. The whole story is so inspiring and all the things that she was afraid of. And she was worried she couldn't make a go of it. And, you know, and now she's making like six times more money than her husband. And it's hilarious. So it's a really like, like stories like that, right? We need to fuel our minds with stuff like that. And, and so podcasts are just such a great free way to get that fuel. It's called Smart Passive Income by Pat Flynn. First book, the reason I discovered him is my friend lent me his book. It's called Will It Fly? And it's a book to kind of like what you, the stage you're in, Christine, to teach you how to go out into the market and do legit market research. Like what else is out there? How can I be better? Basically just learning all about what you're getting yourself into by starting this business and Mm -hmm. figuring out, you know, will it fly? And, and essentially there is literally because of the thousand true fans concept, there's literally no business that won't fly because you really only need a thousand people. And that's not that hard, right? It just requires the consistency and the clear, clear message. Um, So he really just in that book teaches you how to do all that stuff. But 
anyways, his podcast is great. And it's one of the most recent episodes, Alini. So if you go on his podcast, it'll be like one of the top three where he interviews this lady. And it's a really cool story. How she stumbled upon this like massive business and figured out how to, you know, charge for ads and which company she wanted to work with because she felt like she actually was aligned with them and which ones she was like, no, thank you. And all of it. So it's a cool story. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Anyone else want to add anything to that? Um, I think for me, it is a combination of kind of what Christine said, the self-doubt and fear, but also the fear that I maybe not being able to help people. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. or, um, or my maybe my story won't be helpful that like that kind of thought is in my in my mind yeah so it's kind of the same very much the same as what christine's feeling i think i'm i'm in there with her yeah yeah totally (laughs) totally yeah i when i was writing my first book i was like why is anyone gonna give a crap about anything i have to say like i had to battle that every single day And ultimately you just got to start putting it out there and trust that people are going to be like, whoa. And once they do, then you have the validation that you're on the right path. But until we get to that point, start putting stuff out there, we're just stuck in that self-doubt mode, right? Because we don't have the validation yet. We're like, oh, but that's part of why this team is helpful too, honestly, is because we have this safe space to put some of our stuff out there. And we have people who like, really, we have no reason to blow smoke up each other's butts. Like we don't have any reason to be like, yeah, yeah, you're so amazing. Like, no, why would we, why would we lie to each other and be like, yeah, your piece of writing, you know, was amazing when we actually think it's not like we, we want to help each other. We're not going to lie and say you did a great job if we actually think it sucked and you could have done better because we want to help each other right so this is a safe space to and I mean honestly Nora like your ebook is awesome there's so much meat in there and I'm so excited to see you kind of break it out into more of like a like an interview like almost like you're asking them to journal about their answers because I think it's going to just make it that much more powerful there's there's so much great stuff in there. I mean, anyone who's been through an eating disorder and then wants to go into the world and like help other people with that, like that is powerful and and is going to change lives. Right. So, so definitely keep fighting through that voice that says your story might not be helpful because it's not true, but I know you need the validation still. So, (laughs) but be ready. It's coming. (laughs) There's a book I'm reading right now called presence and I'll post that information. And she speaks about one incident where she had a Ted talk she kind of went off on a tangent about her imposter syndrome and then felt so bad about doing getting so personal and then that just that totally blew up that is what resonated with people and and she it was it just touched so many people and and so yeah I think you have a lot to to give mm-hmm. thank you don't be afraid to <laughs> thanks guys that's awesome Okay, so back to where we left off. Marketing is just conversation. If your ideal clients are scrolling through Instagram and they see your post come up, um, they're just going to ask themselves two questions all the time. Can she help me? Do I like her? Can she help me? Do I like her? Can she help me? Do I like her? And if they answer yes to both of those questions, it's your responsibility to provide next steps, right? Now what? They like you. They think you can help her. Now what? So... 
first of all, if you don't have an email gathering system set up, and again, I encourage you to use MailChimp, it's free and it's just, all my tutorial videos are about MailChimp, so it'll save you a lot of time and, and effort. Their platform doesn't have the kind of videos that I make for you girls because it's free. If you want to have help from them, you have to pay for it. So I kind of have provided you with as much help as to do all the things that, that are working for me that I'm doing. Those sequences of, of, you know, like having the, I was talking to Nora about it yesterday. So it's like they download your free ebook then what, right? They've, they've, they're on your email list, then what? Well, we need to make sure there's an automated email that lands in their inbox immediately while we're sleeping or walking the dog that we didn't have to send. And that email has to have a video of us being like, hey, thank you so much for joining the community. I hope you love that free ebook. And I think I've talked to most of you about this. Um, when it comes to making clothes, you're gonna have to do that a little differently, Christine, right? You're going to be like, hey, I'm so happy to have you here. Now that you're on my, in my insider group, you're going to get emails, you know, once every few weeks, maybe once every month or two, whatever, you know, time frame you're comfortable with, with my latest creations. You're going to get deals that the public doesn't get. You're going to just say something like that in this video that welcomes them, makes them excited to be on your email list, tells them a little bit about why they're going to love it. And just like a personal note, right? And then to take that step, one step further, once you actually start interacting with these people to build that real thousand true fans, you're going to send them videos on your phone to their DM that are for them, that you use their name in that video. They know you made that video for them. They purchased a couple hoodies from you. You pop into your in your phone, you make a little video and say, thank you so much for ordering. I'd love to know your feedback on those hoodies. Do the kids love them? Would you mind taking a couple pictures of your kids in those so I can put them on the Instagram? Little things like that, like become friends with every one of these people. That's how you build those people that will just never leave you, right? And if they average $100 a year and you have a thousand of them, that is a sweet income, right? That's what we want. And it's not hard to do if we continue to just build relationships with these people. So we want to provide ways for them to take action. So the hook is, is we're going to have a number of hooks out there all the time when we're doing our marketing, right? So what we're starting with today is, um, just that concept of like, what is a hook? So your hook provides a way to keep the conversation going with the people you attract on social media. It's how you will encourage them to get to know you better. An invitation to take action now. So there are a couple different actions you want them to take. We want them to take your survey. I know you don't have a survey yet. That's where we're going um, today with the, um, with the material we're gonna cover, we're gonna move over to the next presentation in a second. And you want them to join your community, which is by having them on your email list. So the hook is something free you're gonna give them in return for taking your survey and or joining your community. Does that make sense? The hook is also the way you're wording that. So the term hook is kind of an umbrella term that covers up all this stuff that we're doing right now. Like how, a lot of people call it getting them in the marketing funnel. So we actually, you know, draw a picture of a funnel and we're like, we have these little enticing free gifts that are at the top of the funnel, kind of like the bait that we're putting on our fishing hooks. <laughs> That's why I, I like that one better. Um, and we want to get them in the funnel. So how do we get them in the funnel? We get them in with a free ebook with a, you know, a 20% discount with a, you know, like a contest or a giveaway, right? Things like that. So if you're not sure to off what to offer as a hook, look around at other people who do something similar to you see what they're giving away as a hook. 
Now, Alini, this could be a little trickier for you to get them in, but what you can do is partner with other fempreneurs and you can do giveaways and different things where you're giving away, say, a custom hoodie that Christine built for, you know, a child. And you can be like, you know, I have a friend who's a cool business and you can use like that partnership with Christine to grow your audience and to meet new people, right? You can also do a free one hour, how to make your kitchen flow better webinar where you give away 10 free tickets to this webinar. They're valued at $100 each and you give 10 away and you let those 10 ladies come. Realistically, six will show up, that's fine. And those six women get to build a relationship with you. And maybe one of them actually hires you to renovate her kitchen or whatever, right? So that those are the kind of things that we wanna build and we wanna put out there into the world. And yes, it's free, but I did a free six week marketing school for a year and a half and was able to like meet hundreds and hundreds of female entrepreneurs and be able to have a thriving business through doing marketing for a living, which is literally the only thing that I seem to care about. So I love it. And I'm, I can't even believe this is my life. So giving things away for free works. <laughs> it does, but you have to do it as part of a process, right? Because obviously we need to pay our bills. We need to monetize our talents. So the free is definitely part of building that thousand true fans so that we can monetize our skills and talents. So your first action step is to just literally brainstorm what you can offer for your hook. So that's your first action step. Again, you know, Alini, is it going to be a one hour common challenges with kitchen flow or whatever, like, you know, sharing some things, some information. And I know that the number one thing we're always afraid of with this is like, what if I give away too much for free? What if I give away my valuable knowledge for free? So you have to trust me on this. There are going to be some people that take your knowledge and they're like, oh my God, and they run with it for two, three, four, five, six months, a year. But guess what? They're always going to remember where they learned it. And when they're ready to learn more, they're coming back to you. So don't expect immediate turnover with everyone, but there are going to be people who are busy and who don't want to try to do everything themselves and they just want to hire you. So you're, of course, you're fishing for those ones, but the ones that take your information and are like, oh my God, like start the car, like they're going to come back eventually, right? So trust the whole process that giving things away for free is okay. Um, oh man, I, I, I slapped price tags on so much stuff for so many years that I should have been given away for free because I was believing people telling me that I was better than that and that free doesn't work. And it was absolute bullshit. Like I could have sped up so much of my business had I started doing free years ago. But anyways, live and learn. <laughs> so that's your first action step is a brainstorm what you can offer for free in your hook. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, perfect. So the second thing is use the hook formula to create your hook. Now what I mean by create your hook, I should actually say write your hook wording because your hook wording is how you actually entice them to invite them to take your survey and receive their free gift. So, so when I was writing the find your voice book, I used this hook to invite women to take my survey. I'm writing a book to help tongue tied camera shy women confidently share their message on social media. I discovered through building my own business that my purpose is to share with women what I know about how to find your voice in social media. I'd like to know your opinion on what's holding most women back from confidently sharing their message on social media to show my appreciation for your time. I have a free gift, 29.97 value. 
for you at the end of your survey. You can say what it is there too if you want to. And so this is where I kind of put in brackets, like this is what it actually is. is three eBooks, $9.99 each, which are three draft chapters from the upcoming book. So there's basically three blog posts that I put money, like I put value onto. So your blog posts are valuable, by the way. So now I'm gonna break down exactly what you see here into the steps. So describe their ambition. I'm writing a book to help tongue-tied camera-shy women confidently share their messages on social media. Next, we're gonna sh uh, share a short personal story explaining why I care. I discovered through building my own business that my purpose is to share with women what I know about how to find your voice in social media. Next, we ask for their opinion. I'd like to know your opinion. Say that exactly in every single one of your hooks. I'd like to know your opinion on what's holding most women back from confidently sharing their message on social media. Then offer the value, the free gifts to show my appreciation for your time. And then of course, um, provide a clear way to take action. Take, like click here to take my survey and receive your free gift. Make sure you always say click here, like talk to people like they don't know how to use a computer because literally people won't know where to click and then you'll lose them and that's terrible. Action step three, meet with your partner, share your hook homework, help each other improve your hooks and then look at your smash list. Um, that's your last action step of the week. Look at that smash list and choose a goal to add to your goal board. So that all makes sense. Okay, so the survey thing, I do want you to get started on your surveys as well this week. So not only writing your hook, because really your hook shouldn't, your hook shouldn't take you that long. If you can't figure out what to offer as a hook, you, you don't necessarily need to know that to write a great hook. Does that make sense? So we're gonna dive right into the reason why a survey is such a powerful tool. So back to the Dale Carnegie, how to win friends and influence people, people only care about themselves. <laughs> Right? It's human nature and it's survival instinct and all those things. So the survey is the ultimate way for us to be like, let's talk about you. Right? So try to make sure your survey isn't just like you telling them the things you want to do and having them pick their favorite. Ask them about themselves. Have them describe their ideal outcome and ask them in a couple different ways. Have them describe their greatest challenges. Right? Um, and then, of course, always being clear about who we're talking to. SurveyMonkey.com is where we do this. I know there's other platforms out there, but trust me, the data, the analytics, the way SurveyMonkey allows you to look at what's happening in your survey is better than anything else out there, and it's free. But there's a couple examples of surveys at the 39forevermom.com slash survey. I've got two surveys there. So if you want to kind of see it on the other end, and literally every one of the questions that I'm using, you could reword those slightly differently and use them for your industry. They're pretty generic questions. So then a couple of action steps to do with the survey is just creating your free profile survey monkey, building your draft survey. Um, there's some examples of survey questions in the book. If you have the book, use the hook you created to as your intro paragraph. So the first thing that, they, that we want them to see when they get to um, a good survey. So the survey, the reason why this writing a survey was so powerful for me. So when I hired my first business coach, uh, I hired that particular coach because he'd written a few books. The first session that I had with him was, you know, who's your niche? Stop with the imposter syndrome bullshit. You are smart. You have value to share. Now you're going to go write a survey because writing a survey is writing. And you need to know how to communicate with your ideal clients. And you need to be able to write in order to create videos, in order to create posts. And you need to be 
doing conversational marketing because that's what works. And the best way to start a conversation is to ask great questions. So that's why a survey is important. Whether or not you end up taking your survey out to the, the public is going to be your call for sure. If you don't, if you go through this process that I have laid out for you and you feel like you don't want to publicly post your survey, that's your call. However, this process will be life-changing for you because we often talk in a way that is like our industry. We talk in a way that we would talk to other people who do what we do. We don't realize how many people we're cutting out by not talking in a way that is like how they're talking in their own heads about their problems. And so we want to have multiple choice questions, right? We want to have checkbox questions, but we want to have one or two comment boxes where they get to tell us in their own words what their challenges are or what their ideal outcomes are, that is pure gold. And there's literally no other way to do it unless you're willing to do a live survey with every one of these people who wants your free gift and you don't have time for that. Okay. So you really want this survey. Um, this survey can also be a really cool intake tool for your new clients where you're like, yeah, I'll book a free 30 minute consultation with you after you take my survey. So I know that you're serious because if they won't take five minutes to take a survey, they don't get 30 minutes for free with you, yeah. right? So it's placing that value on what you do. And so this, and plus you get the most amazing data from these that you can use in your marketing. Cause you're like, shit, everybody wants this thing. And I don't even have that. The, the, the survey thing actually blew my mind. And the fact that a lot of people wouldn't even take my survey cause they just didn't care. They, all they cared about is that I made a survey and I wanted to know what they thought. And then they booked with me. They were like, mm -hmm. yeah, let's talk about my RSPs. You wrote a survey for moms, Lynn, but like, and you're writing a book for moms. Like, I don't even care about the survey. Just like, let's go. Because you're going out into the world and you're asking powerful questions. And they, that alone speaks volumes. Like how many people take the time to do that, right? Immediately set yourself above the competition because you're like asking questions. You're not just being the guy that knows everything. So you want five or six questions. You want one or two of them to be comment boxes where they can tell you in their own words what's going on in their head. But you want... Never start with a comment box question. Always start with multiple choice. Start to give them the words, right? Get them in that kind of like, here's where we're going with this. So start with some multiple choice or some check boxes and then move into a, uh, a question or two that they can answer in their own words. You want to have this as your last question. How can I improve my survey? Comment box. This has to be on your survey. Okay. Don't forget to add that because that's where you're going to get super valuable feedback from the fempreneurs. And uh, you'll get question ideas that you never even thought of. You'll get all sorts of great, great goodies there. And then I can teach you how to put an image at the end of your survey. I can teach you eventually how to add your MailChimp signup link once you're there. So yeah, that is the homework for the week. Does that all make sense? Yeah. A video of me showing you how to do exactly what I just showed you is on YouTube. So if you Google like Lindsay Berry survey monkey, there's a couple different videos that show you how to do everything we're doing here. Oh, and one more thing you really want to do is multiple responses. You want to change that. You want to allow people to take your survey more than once because right now this is just a project. This is learning. This isn't an actual survey where you're like, I don't want somebody to take it more than once because they'll skew my data. We don't care about that right now. We just want the survey to be worded well. So change that multiple responses setting to on. Otherwise someone will like try to take it again after you've tweaked a couple things and they won't be able to. <laughs> And that's always frustrating. We're two, three weeks away from sharing this publicly. We're just, we're okay. building it. 
Yeah. And it's okay if, you know, three people take your survey. Give them the option, right? You'd be surprised at, again, whether or not they take it to, for them to see that you've created a survey and you're asking questions of your audience and you're asking for their opinion. That alone is deepening the relationship. Just that. The exercise, again, the exercise of of getting inside your clients' heads to try, like genuinely being interested in them is really good rewiring for our brain because that will come out in your marketing more and more. And that's what we want people to feel when they think about us. They want to feel like that, that Alini, she cares about us. And this is going to help you do a better job of communicating in that way. For okay. sure. And again, if you end up even using it as part of your client intake process, it'll be a huge asset in that yeah. one too. And you, know, you might, you might find you end up with some really interesting data that you can share. You know, I surveyed 50 moms in the last three months and here's what they said. People will read the shit out of that. Everybody wants to know. Yeah. So I hope that helps. So there's your other action steps, pasting your survey link in the group chat, take every one of your teammates surveys and provide honest, helpful feedback. Um, again, you can use that comment box at the bottom of the, the survey. Um, I also sometimes pull up the survey on my computer and I have my phone and I make a little video of me going through their survey and I say, you know, here are a couple things I would do differently. So however you want to give them feedback and then um, working with your partner to improve your survey and adapting your hook to be that intro paragraph. So setting goals for the upcoming week is obviously always a goal um, on the, on the list of things to do and celebrating wins. So making sure you're telling your partner, all of us in the group chat, the things that are going well for you, because we want to celebrate that with you. And um, yeah, nothing says I care and I want to serve you like a survey. So that's why we're doing this. So we're kind of combining, you know, the other half of our um, conversation week with, you know, with the service week, just so we can kind of get caught up here. Yeah, cool. Well, have a great day, ladies. Thanks so much for starting your day with us. It was awesome. And yeah, thank you. Thank you. Okay, we'll keep the momentum going throughout the day. Hey, it's Megan here again. And before you go, I wanted to let you know on a couple great things you can take part in as a fempreneur. First, there's a free fempreneur directory with a lot of amazing women in business. And you too can submit yourself if that resonates with you. Also, YYC Fempreneurs is hosting a leadership and marketing conference January 4th to the 6th. It is free to attend for the first 100 women who register. So please check all this out and more on the website at yycfempreneurs.com. Thank you for listening to this podcast and being a woman in business who supports other women in business.